You're listening to the Home Staging Show podcast. I'm your host Cindy Lin. This is a show where we talk about all things real estate and home staging to live and to sell. Welcome back to season 11. This is episode seven. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Home Staging Show. I know it's been a few months since I published any podcast episodes. And I hope you're doing well with everything that's going on in the world right now. I know the world has looked very different since I last published the last podcast episode back in February. At the beginning of the lockdown, I was already very overwhelmed with everything that was going on with workload,、um, and also going to school full time for my master degree. And I was really completely burnt out coming off a really big project、uh, for my master program. And then when we started the lockdown, I was basically just really moping and putzing around my apartment for three weeks, trying to feel some sort of normal. And I think I was grieving a bit as well,、um, and also beating myself up for not being more productive. And luckily, I was joking with my friend about maybe I should start knitting, and I actually ordered a knitting kit、uh, when there was a promotion going on. Out of all things, it was really shocking and surprising. And I haven't knitted since I was a child, so it's really been thirty years. I think more than thirty years since I've knitted anything. When I was a kid, I hung out with my grandmother a lot, and she was always knitting, but I never really picked up. But it actually has been really helpful and actually brought me back to earth, so to speak.、Um, I think just the process of being creative and also making something with your hands and seeing it come alive bits by bits. Really helped me to kind of reconnect and feel more grounded, and so knitting actually has helped me gone out of the bed after three weeks and really start functioning again and start being more productive. It was actually a really surprising thing, and actually now knitting becomes sort of a moving meditation, and I do knit a little bit bit、um, every day. Like I try as much as I could when I have downtime. So yeah, so that's that's actually what I've been doing. Really, it's just trying to reestablish some sort of routine, and then also try to do as much work as possible within my capability. I think one of the issues I really struggle with、um, being a single person in the lockdown situation is that I do feel very isolated in a lot of different ways. Uh, especially that I moved to a foreign country. I moved to the UK for my master's degree, so I actually don't know that many people here apart from my classmates. And because we're all in lockdown, and、um, the way with our master program structure now, we're in the final semester. We just really have one-on-one sessions with our advisors. We don't really have any kind of group. Discussions anymore. So in a lot of ways, I do feel very isolated. But honestly, coming back to work has really helping me to be sane again. I think, and also reaching out to the community, try to contribute as much as I can. That really helped me as well. I don't know how you're doing, but I hope that you're doing very well. If for some reason you need some support, please do not hesitate to email me or DM me on Instagram. On Instagram a lot. And also, if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, or you're on our newsletter, you probably have caught me going live in the past few weeks as well, especially in our home staging show Facebook group.、Um, I've been trying to get on Instagram in the past few weeks, but it's been difficult because I think since the lockdown, everyone is doing、uh, live streams, so it's been a bit difficult to try to be on Instagram around the time we go live. But in general.、Um, 
I'm trying this new format with our podcast as well. I've been actually having a lot of difficulties nailing down interviews with guest speakers. So I also have a lot of backlog of questions the listeners have submitted from you guys. So I just been going through these questions bits by bits during our live streams. And each live stream episode is really chill. It's about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, so it's this new format that I am trying out. So I go live every Tuesdays on Facebook with our Facebook group, The Home Staging Show. You can just do a quick search on Facebook and also our Instagram account, which is at Stage for More. On Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, that's 1 p.m. Eastern Time or 6 p.m. UK Time. So you can hop on either of these platforms and catch me and ask questions live as well. So what I do is in the beginning of five minutes, I say hello to whoever's on live and then just um, a little quick chit chat and uh, check in. And I actually go into straight recording the shows. So you actually catch a live recording and it's been something I've been testing this week and I actually really like this new format and I've been getting a lot of DM as well that people enjoyed it. They feel like they're part of the process and after the, the episode is being recorded, I also answer any questions that people have submitted um, during the lives. So yeah, so it usually takes about 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes a little bit longer. So do come on Instagram or Facebook on Tuesdays and catch me live. And you can do that just by following me on Instagram. It's instagram.com slash more. Basically, whenever people go live, Instagram will actually inform you that we are going on live. And I love this new feature on Instagram where once we've gone live, it records it and then it, you can straight post it into our uh, feed. So for example, we start testing this this Tuesday so you can actually see it now, uh, the IGTV on our Instagram account for the past episode. So we just recorded um, season 12 and I think the fourth episode, is it fourth? Let me double check. I think I wrote it down somewhere on my notepad. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we, I've just been catching up and trying to publish the back catalog to make sure that we're caught off on all platforms. Because one of the things our team is working on also is to turning the podcast episodes into YouTube episode as well. So some of you do listen to podcasts on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash more. So yeah, so those are a few different ways to catch me. But definitely, if you need any support or have any questions, feel free to DM me or send me messages through Facebook or email us as well. I'm mostly on Instagram, so definitely DM me if you need anything. And I will just incorporate your questions into our live streams as well. Yeah, and then I have a couple big announcements. So I've been working on, for the past few months, on our very first online virtual conference called the StagerCon. So it's going to be super chill, like anything we do. It's it's uh, it's basically, I feel like Cindy and friends kind of for the conference. It's our first time doing it, so I'm super excited. And we're just going to start baby steps. So the conference starts on the 14th of July. Also Bastille Day, happy Bastille Day if you're in France, uh, through the 17th, which is on Friday. So we usually have one to two master classes per day. There's six total and it's free to register and free to attend. And you have 24 hours to watch the free replay. And there's also going to be live Q&A after each session as well. 
So you can also, if you want to buy all the recording, including a live Q&A, you can as well. There's a promo offer that's uh, for 50% off. So when you registered, um, you will see the promo offer. You can purchase it then. And if you register, you also get two free entries into our home staging awards, which is also new. It's the first time we're doing it as well. And I'm super excited about it. The whole point of doing this home staging work is that I want to feature as many great home staging work as possible from all around the world. I think one of the things that I feel is important to do as an owner of an international school of home staging is to really push the platform of home staging. So it's to really educate the general public on how great home staging is and why people should hire home stagers before they list their homes and go on the market. Having the home staging award like this is also a great opportunity because we can get a lot of home stagers submitting their great and gorgeous work into one place. And then we can continuously feature people through our social media, through our blog. We're also going to have a virtual exhibition as well for all the people who are shortlisted and also the final winners. So it's a really great opportunity to really show the general public and the real estate industry that um, how great it is to have great home stagers doing all these great work in our communities. Although there's only one winner per category, we are still going to feature as many beautiful work as possible. Because we do have a jury panel, we are going to go through all the candidates. So um, after the home staging award, I'm also going to pick basically the top ranking entries and feature them in our social media, on our blog. We have a stage home category on our blog where we feature gorgeous stage homes. If you're curious, you can go to our blog to find out. Just go to stagemore.com. And on the menu bar, you can see under the blog section, there's a stage home section. Because I want to feature as much work as possible. It's also a great way for us to educate general public as well. And also create really good um, link back to your website, which is great for search engine optimization for SEO, but also to feature you, which also adds to your credibility as well uh, in, within your own community. So I am trying really hard to do as much as I can for the industry, especially during this really weird time in our world. And also, I want to really encourage you, if you're part of the BIPOC community, definitely enter into the home staging award and also email me, DM me, um, school or through Instagram because we created an extra coupon code so that you can get four free entries into the home staging award. It's a really big deal for me personally because obviously I'm Asian American, I'm a person of color. And for the longest time, I have felt that there's not a lot of diversity within the home staging community and not a lot of people speak up about it because um, they can get ostracized. It, it can be quite political within the home staging industry, within the leadership community. So I just feel like this is a great opportunity for me to give something back. Because I, I personally feel very frustrated when I go to these conventions or industry events. I don't really see people like me very often. I also get a bit upset, to be honest, because I feel like sometimes when, when organizations say that they celebrate diversity, um, they actually just really use it as a marketing tool. They're not really putting the money where their mouth is. So I think it's really important for me to do everything I can through my own platform to cultivate that. 
So I think it's important for me to try to cultivate that within our own community, within my own platform, on my own podcast, and through the school as well. So yeah, so please do get in touch if you're part of BIPOC community, because I do really want to try to elevate all of us as much as possible. So that's pretty much all the update I have so far um, for the past few months. I know it's quite a bit, but we haven't really been in touch for a few months and I want to catch up a little bit. So yeah, so definitely do enter into the Home Staging Award. The submission is closing very soon. The submission closes on the 28th of June uh, at midnight. So definitely, if you want to have a chance to be featured to win prizes, definitely enter into the Home Staging Award. And also definitely register for SagerCon as well, because you get two free entries to um, submit into the Home Staging Award. All right, so without further ado, let's start the episode. So on today's questions, I got two that are fairly similar, so I just grouped them together. So the first one asks, I'm currently stuck on aspects of one, social media marketing, two, what skills should I look for in a marketing professional, and three, what is an average budget should I consider for marketing my home staging business? So these are really great questions. First of all, with social media marketing, I know there's a lot of social media platforms out there now. There is TikTok, there's Snapchat. There's Pinterest, there's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And there's so many out there. I would say that just focusing on the ones that your audience are on. So even though I own Sage the name on every single major social media, I don't actually post on every single social media. Most of my concentration is on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Pinterest. And these are the three social medias that I really focus on. I'm hardly ever on LinkedIn. I don't TikTok. I watch TikTok, but I don't TikTok. I think we have an account on Snapchat, but I never use Snapchat. That's just not where my crowd is at. I think most of my crowds are on Instagram and Facebook, and that's where I hang out, basically. It can be super, super daunting to try to manage all the social media at once. So it's really important for you to figure out where your priorities and where is your audience. So you need to do a little bit of homework for that. In terms of social media marketing, you can do it very inexpensively. You can invest in a platform that helps you with scheduling. So for example, for Instagram, when we do schedule things, we use Planoly, it's spelled P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. I'll link it to our show notes, so not to worry. Just a free account is fine. You know, and Facebook, the native app lets you schedule now as well. Like it lets you schedule your Facebook posts. And I believe your instant Gram posts as well. You just need to Google your Facebook Creator Studio and it should take you to a dashboard where you can actually schedule different things within your Facebook and Instagram. And also Pinterest, you can schedule that as well. You don't have to pin live. When I have a spare time, I'm on Pinterest. For example, I'm waiting for a client to start a meeting. I'm just on Pinterest app for a really quick five minutes and just pin things. And even that can really help uh, boost up your ranking. I think our account is a really good example. So pinterest.com slash more, that's where our account is. I basically started pinning probably like five to 10 minutes a day, starting from last November. And in the very beginning, we basically had no follower. I think we have 12 followers. And by doing that, now we're in the end of February, or today is February 25th. So 
we have almost 6,000 followers on Pinterest. So you actually don't really need to put in a whole lot, but you can actually get a whole lot back. I wouldn't really stress out about social media. Ultimately, it's just another way for you to market your business. So just really focusing on that instead of trying to think, oh, oh my God, I need to be on every single social media possible. I would just focus on the ones that you can get your best effort, time and resources back um, in terms of return on investment. And the next part you were asking about what skills should I look for in a marketing professional? Obviously they need to know what they're talking about. I think that is super important. One of the things that I think is really important for a marketing professional is that you need to test them. You need to give them test project. I do this for anyone I hire. So whether it was staging assistant or now we, we just hire someone to do our marketing, they need to perform sample tasks that reflect what their actual job is. So for example, when we were hiring staging assistant, one of the big things that staging assistant would be doing is to make the beds. So they have to come on the job site and then I give them a bedroom. I'll be like, look, this is the bed and here are the bedding and then here is the iron. So you need to do all this in 20 minutes and then we'll see where you get at. It's a really good test for them and for you as well because if they hate doing this, they're not gonna enjoy this job basically and it's more likely for them to quit and you don't want that. You don't wanna spend all this time training a freelancer or employee and then they quit on you. Um, similarly, hiring a marketing professional as well that say you want someone to help you do uh, Pinterest marketing or Facebook marketing, then give them a sample task of what is very realistic that they would be doing once they get into the job. Let's say you want somebody to help you create Instagram stories, so that will be their sample task. And it's understandable if they don't wanna do the sample task, they wanna be paid for it, but if they don't really want to be there, there's really no point of them joining your company. So that's why before I hire anyone, I always make them do a sample task, because I think that is super important. Um, it's something that I will not skip anyway, even though it drags out the hiring process, but it's a really good way for you to observe different candidates and then how well they're doing things. And then also for you to compare like apples to apple, really, like how they approach the task, how they think about the task. So if you're hiring a marketing professional or, or, or staging assistant, I highly recommend you to give them a sample task that is very re representative of what they would be doing once they're on the job. And it also depends. So maybe you are hiring a marketing professional to do your social media. Maybe you're hiring a marketing professional to write your newsletter. Maybe you're hiring a marketing professional to help you with uh, your website. So those are all kinds of different skill set that you need to consider. So that's why obviously they need to know what they're doing, but also they need to be able to follow directions and you need to also observe what their abilities are. And that's why I really love putting people through tasks when I'm hiring, because I think that is really telling on how they approach their task and their attitude about it as well. Then the third part of your question is what is an average budget should I consider for marketing my home staging business? So there are many different ways to market your business. You can run ads, for example, you can run Instagram ads, run Facebook ads. You can also print stuff, you know, like your business card, your postcards, your brochures, where you can do your website as well. And websites can vary. Like when we hire someone to work on our, uh, our website, when it used to be on WordPress, I mean, I once hired a designer and it was like seven grand out of the door, basically, because they need to code everything, they need to develop it. 
all this stuff costs money, right? And then I DIY my website on Squarespace, so it costs me less than $200 a year. So it just depends. The budget can vary, vary. It just really depends on what you want to do and what you're doing and what you're hiring people to do. So in the very first beginning, I would recommend to just do it yourself if you can, if you have that kind of capability. There's a lot of graphic design programs. I talk about how you can use Canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. It has a lot of pre-made already designed templates that you can just change colors or customize. It's very drag and drop, very beginner user friendly. So you can actually do a lot of marketing yourself instead of paying someone to do it. Ultimately, anything that you invest in your marketing budget needs to generate income for you. So it's really, really important to think about the return on investment. Let's say if you hired someone, a graphic designer to design a logo for you and they want $1,500 for it. Does that make sense with where you are with your business right now? If you're just first starting out, you probably don't have a budget for $1,500. That, that type of money is probably best invest in things like liability insurance, finding the right lawyer to write you a contract, those kind of things that will protect your business. Instead of hiring someone to design a logo that may or may not be effective, um, especially since you're new in the marketplace, chances are people haven't heard about you within in the marketplace as well. So that can be a really tricky thing in terms of getting your return on investment back. So yeah, I'm sorry I don't have a magic number for you. Like what is an average budget? I think it just depends on what kind of marketing tactics you want and what kind of things that you're doing with your marketing. And so the second listener's question is also about marketing, like where to invest marketing money, social media, what to post, when to post, hashtag to use, and also getting new realtors on board, getting new staging clients to see the value in the investment. So that's a really good question. So I already talked a little bit about the budget side of things with marketing. In terms of where to invest, that usually depends on you and where your audience is. So again, doing your homework is super important. Let's say you're targeting a specific type of real estate agent, but they actually, they're not online at all. Let's say like you did your research, you want to work with this particular, this five particular agents, like John Smith, Jane Doe, blah, 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 five of them. And you found out that it turns out that these five agents, they're never on the internet. They're not on social media. Then it doesn't make sense for you to invest money in social media to attract those five clients because they're not there, right? Like I always say, it's like finding a husband, looking for a husband or looking for a date. If you want to meet a guy who's very sporty, it doesn't make sense to find a guy in the library right? It's kind of a similar thing. If you don't want a guy who parties a lot, don't go to a bar to try to meet guys. It's the same thing about looking for a client. You need to be where your client is. If all your clients, like they're in the same office and they all hang out at this bar after hours, go to that bar and try to strike up a conversation. If you want to do a lot of uh, business with real estate agents who go to association meetings, then go to association meetings. Those are usually free to go unless you want to do a sponsorship and that costs money. But usually, yeah, you just really need to figure out where you are, where your clients are, and then how you can create those intersections with your clients, basically. 
And in terms of social media, like what to post, when to post, hashtag to use, I really love Instagram stories nowadays. You can post quotes, you can repost people's quotes. I do that a lot on our own Instagram story. I also really love behind the scene video. I love walkthrough videos. I love when people are unpacking stuff. It's so addicted to watch. So those are kind of things you can do. Like say you just got inventory in the shop, unpack that. Tell people, hey, we just got these five new rugs. It's so exciting. We just got them from LA. Blah blah blah. I love the stitching on this. I love the color on this. This is gonna be great for one of our upcoming projects. Talk about that. When you do a client tour, for example, or open house, do a little quick story about it. All you do is take your phone and then hit Instagram, and then you can go live immediately, or you can record a video if you want to go live. It's super flexible. Behind the scene is really great. People love behind the scene. They want to get to know you as a people, and they want to see your face as well. I have to say, I was very, very hesitant to do live streams or even be on video. But I force myself to do it to learn how to do it. I'm still not great at it, but the more you do it, it's basically more practice, and then you become more and more comfortable, or you just don't care as much, really. Like I live stream in my PJ on Sunday, and it's fine, you know. So, so things like that. You can also talk about your business.、Um, it doesn't have to be live. Also, you can also do stories. You can do posts. You can post、um, them in your stories as well. I mean, a lot of people use photos in the stories, both on Instagram and Facebook, and so you can do that as well. Just showcase the photos you just gotten back from photographers. Talk about you know the house you just staged. So lots of different things. Basically, anything has to do with your business or something even personal. Like our family dog is a corgi, so sometimes I post things with corgis on it because I'm like obsessed with them. Basically, you're just trying to eliminate the distance between you and your potential client, and make them feel like they're closer to you. And it's really a way for you to create a dialogue. And so, when you think about that way, I think also it's like the mindset shift, right? Because I feel very awkward. I'm actually an introverted person. I'm not comfortable being live in front of a camera, and that's why I like to work behind the scene and also as a photographer, like behind the camera. I don't want to be in front of it. But for work, I do do these kind of live streams and stuff like that, and just be the face of the brand. When you're running your home staging business, your own creative business, it's the same thing. You are the face of your brand, unless you're like a huge company like Crane Barrel or Target or I don't know John Lewis. You know all these different brands. Then there's really no, not a face to it, right? So that's why Kentucky Fried Chicken needs Dave to become the face, right? The Colonel, not the, the sorry, Wendy's Dave. Yeah, so they need a mascot of some sort to become the face of the brand. But we have small businesses, so we are our own face of the brand. So ultimately, it's all about making personal connections. So don't worry that if your hair is not perfect, if you don't have makeup on, it doesn't matter. The mat, what matter really is the content. Like what value are you bringing to the table? So when you do behind the scene, you're showing people behind the scene of your business, like how you're building your business. Like what kind of process do you do as a stager? Like what kind of inventory do you bring on jobs? You know, like even things in the warehouse. Like people love to see behind the scene. Like what's inside a stager studio? What's inside a warehouse, etc., etc. So those are kind of things that you can do. That is very low effort, but also gets you a lot of engagement. 
and then when to pose. I actually don't know personally because it depends on your audience. So the great thing about apps nowadays, like Instagram, has its own native stats that you can tap in there and then see. And a lot of scheduling、um, software now, like Plan or Planoly, Later dot com. Those ones, I think, if you pay at a certain level, they give you a very, very detailed stats rather than just kind of like the basic ones you get with Facebook or Instagram. But those are still good information to have because there are certain times to post. Like for example, I live in London at the moment, but most people who are come on Instagram or Facebook Live are usually people in California or in New York. You know, it's basically United States hours, right? So I do live streams at night, toward the end of the day, because right now it's nine o'clock in London, it's one o'clock、uh, in California. It's where my people are hanging out, basically. So yeah, so you have to figure out when your audience is on the platform in order to make the posting more effective. But I have to say now, with all the algorithm changes, it doesn't seem to matter anymore because it used to be where you look at Instagram, it comes. Basically, whenever people are posting, and then it goes into your feed, and now it's really random. It, there's an algorithm to it, but ultimately, just look at your stats.、Um, especially if you use one of those paid platforms, they'll definitely tell you when it's ideal to post. And a lot of scheduling platforms actually, you can just put the thing in, and then they will actually figure out the schedule when is the best time to post. When I had a Pinterest assistant for a brief period of time, we used Tailwind, which is a scheduling app for the pins. And so we actually just slot the pins into the scheduling queue, and then the software automatically sends it out. They pin it based on when they know, based on their their own algorithm and the studies they've done, like when is the best time to post, basically. So yeah, so I wouldn't super worry about that. Hashtag is really good question. You should research hashtag. There is sort of a science about it. So in the podcast on Home Staging Show, I interviewed a social media expert, McCall. I think it's the second episode of season nine. You should check out that episode because in that episode, she spelled out exactly what you need to do to do your hashtag research, and she also gave us a really good ratio, like. What's the percentage of hashtags should be for this, and what's the other, you know, like you know, a third of the hashtags should be on this? So that's a really good episode. I highly recommend you to、um, have a listen because that will tell you how to research hashtag and also how to post on social media.、Um, the next part of your question is about getting new realtors on board and getting new staging clients to see the value in the investment. The only way to help people to see the value、um, of investment is education. Like, hands down, education is the best way to do it, and that's why I really like teaching. I really recommend you if you can find like a really great partner, you know, like a mortgage professional who also needs to do business with real estate agent or home sellers or photographer. Pull your marketing resource together and teach seminars together. Because when you guys put all your marketing dollars together at work, you can attract a larger potential attendees to your seminar. And because you're doing a seller seminar, is very targeted to home sellers or real estate agents. 
you know, those are type of people, it's the shortest and quickest way to get a large, the most amount of people under the same roof. And because you're teaching, so there's kind of authority built in already. So it's a really good way, I think, to get a really good amount of value in a very short amount of marketing dollars. And in the previous live streams, there's one episode that is on, because we I wrote a blog post about 50 ways to market yourself as a home stager. And then in one episode, I actually went over all 50 ways and then give you more ideas in terms of how you can attract clients for your marketing. I would say have a listen to that. It was a very meaty episode about how to market yourself and get clients, um, especially getting new clients on board, because those are the ones that take the most effort. And this is why you also should have your own newsletter list, because it's a really good way to deliver value to clients. And I think it's a really long tail way. I think marketing in general is long tail. I always say this, staging is not like going to Target and buy a, so a pair of socks for five bucks, okay? Most of the time when you hire a home stager, even with a consultation, 150, 250 bucks, once you hire someone for staging, it's, it's in the thousand, right? So you need to be able to lay down the value, show the clients what differentiate you, from other competitors on the market because there's going to be other home stagers putting in their estimates as well you know you need to really show your value like what are you bringing to the table and then what is staging going to do for the listing and so it's it's kind of a layering effect so that's why there's no one magical marketing strategy that you have to find that for yourself because it ultimately depends on where your clients are hanging out at. So you need to do the research to figure out where are these people at. So yeah, so that's basically my advice when it comes to investing your marketing dollars and then dealing with social media and then also getting new clients on board. Also, I did a masterclass online last year and it was very popular. I talk about four key strategies of how to market your home staging business. People have been asking for it. So I'll link it to our show notes, so not to worry. I don't want you to be scared of marketing because it's a really good way to attract your clients to come into your atmosphere, to come into your sphere of influence. So don't be afraid of it and don't be afraid to think of outside the box. You know, when you are going out and then visiting potential clients, think of ways to prepare yourself. It's kind of like dating too, in a way, like I'm sorry to say. I'm a single girl, so I have a lot of dating analogy. But there are questions people always ask, right? Like, how do you charge a home stager? How much do you charge for a two-bedroom house? What is staging like? How many days does it take? So prepare yourself for it. Like in our six-figure floor plan class, I make students write scripts for the frequently asked questions that people ask them all the time. It's not to say you're a robot with a script, but once you wrote it down, you can figure out ways to professionally deliver like, oh, can you take 500 bucks off my proposal? And then they'll say it in a very nonchalant way, but you're just like, dude, you're cutting into my profit. I can't give you 500 bucks off. That's 20% of the proposal or something like that. They're going to ask questions that annoy you. So I think writing script is a really good way to take that emotion out of things and still be able to come back with a really great answer that you can deliver very professionally. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't connected with us on Facebook or Instagram, you can find us by searching for the Home Staging Show group on Facebook or go to instagram.com slash sageformore. 
Don't forget, I'm going live every Tuesday on Instagram and Facebook group at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 6 p.m. London Time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and rating on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. It only takes you about 31 seconds to do so, but this will help us keep the show going because more people can find it. As usual, feel free to ask any questions on the show notes or in our private Facebook group. You can find the show notes by go to stagemore.com/podcast. All right, that's it. Have a fantastic week and happy staging.